Okay, third time's a charm. Wait, why didn't we just... Because oh, yeah, okay. when you hit stop, it does stupid stuff. We could add the first one in, or we could just pretend the other two segments never happened. Oh, my God. Okay, recap very quickly. Emily deep wait, wait. What? This is the third time we are filming this introduction. <sighs> the first time. Very terrible. Hilarious. <laughs> Will we post it one day? Perhaps. I don't know. Perhaps one day. Anyway, so there was a lot of chaos in the beginning. I had to step step away because my kiddos called to say goodnight. And here we are. Would you like to deliver the sad news? Bob Saget is dead. <laughs> you went from like, oh my God, Bob Saget. To- this is the third time <laughs> I'm having to fucking do this. <laughs> Exposure therapy. Did you block that back? Oh, no, but I should. Um, Exposure therapy. Oh my. Sorry. Sorry. Bob Saget has passed away. It's so sad, dude. I enjoy him. Yeah. Um, also, we have an interesting number of listeners. I blew up a candle. Yep. Interesting number of listeners. 4,400. I feel like this intro sucks now. <laughs> it was so exciting the first two times, and now I'm like, this is stupid. Okay, hang on. <clears throat> oh, my God. So, Maybe tonight's just not our night. What did our, our co-stars say about me and you today? I don't know. Probably that we're fucking not compatible and we're going to implode our podcast. Okay. So, we're so okay. No. Just let me be. Yikes. This is the third time. We've Mine says here. speak your mind as well as you can. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's not saying much. <laughs> your attempts at intimacy for handcuffs. Oh. Okay, this is the third time we're filming this. The first time it started off poor, um, I was devastated about Bob Saget passing away. Chelsea was mean. We canceled it. We cut it. We started anew. It was going well. I We were talking about how I blew up a candle. Phone rang. Decided to cut that one. Start anew. We are now on the third. Here we are. So... You're filled in with the microphone problems with the Bob Saget's death. And we, okay, now we are back to normal. I blew up a candle and it exploded. And then right after that, we found out we had 4,444 listeners, which is an angel number. And it's an angel number. Do you remember what the 444? You know, I've seen a couple of different um, interpretations. So like, there are some interpretations that are like, this means this, this means this, this means this. And then I've had other people tell me like, it's whatever, it's your intuition. So like, if you see it, what's, what is your gut telling you it means? Mm. So I never really know. Oh, okay. All I know is that they're trying, they're yelling something at me. Well, I feel like you keep saying that, but you refuse to listen to what it's yelling at you. I'm not entirely sure why we're attacking me right now. <laughs> what happened to your voice? <laughs> so I was at Safeway and I was like, I'm starting this like 24 day jumpstart tomorrow. Um, not going to sell you anything. It's essentially just like I take supplements and eat really well and work out. Mm-hmm. Um, but in doing that, I can't drink. And so I was like, well, I just want a couple seltzers tonight to kind of like Decompress for my week. I've had some shitty things happen. Um, it's been an aggressive week. I had to type a nine-page thing, and mm-hmm. it was very emotional. We had our grand opening, which we'll talk about. Oh, yeah. 
But yeah, so I was at Safeway and I was like, I'm just going to get like a little tiny six pack of White Claws. And then like I'm walking down there and it's like singing to me. It's like standing out in the fucking beer aisle like, ah. <laughs> it's like this Bud Light seltzer. Soda pop. I'm, Zero sugar too. Wow. Well, it's the same as like all the other seltzers, mm-hmm. um, but it's hard soda. So there's like cherry cola, regular cola. Sprite and then orange. Yeah. I was only going to have two, but I feel like I'm going to have four. So you can just try them all? Yeah. See how I feel tomorrow when I get up at fucking seven and I'm like, go to the gym. But that's kind of like my, so that was part of my like resolution for the year is just to really dedicate time to self-care and growth and obviously mindfulness and whatever. But so now I'm going to drink four of these seltzers. Shit, maybe don't buy one and I'll just keep four and you can take the rest home because I'm not going to be able to drink them for 24 days. Yeah. And if they're sitting in my fridge, I'll fucking drink them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I'll have the shits because it'll solidify <laughs> the fiber and it'll be a fucking problem. <laughs> I can just come hold your hand while you go poop. That would be cute. Oh, I love that for us. Speaking of. <laughs> what? <laughs> Holding hands while we poop? Kind of. So whenever I am in the bathroom, no matter what I'm doing, fucking Pepper comes walking in <laughs> and she will pull herself up to like my pants <clears throat> and like stick her face against the edge of the toilet and like rest her head against the edge of the toilet like between my legs. And it doesn't matter how many times I push her away or I'm like, fuck off. She will find a way into the bathroom and has her little head right there. Like, you're going to end up getting peed on. Georgia will, like, she, so we have, like, our counter right next to the toilet. And Georgia will jump up on the counter and, like, nuzzle up on you while you take a shit. I bet that's really nice. Super comforting. I love it. (laughs) I love it. Every time I'm like, fuck off, Pepper. Dude, I have a complaint. Okay. Complaining corner. Hey. I have not hung out with you in a long time. Dude. It's- like, just, like, hanging out. Not, like, working or doing the podcast or... We went to lunch the other day, but it was, like, quick. Mm-hmm. We've both just been really fucking busy. Mm-hmm. I think now that the grand opening's over, though, and, like, my office is pretty much put together, mm-hmm. that frees up a lot of time for me. And, like, I also don't have class, so I don't have homework anymore. Right. Frees up a lot of time for me. Mm-hmm. Like, and... Yeah, but I also agree with that complaint. It's been a long fucking time. Mm-hmm. Should we have a girls' night? Oh my god! Not, yes, not tonight because you're on call, and not tomorrow night or the night after. Just then I'm on call. Do we have to wait for the weekend? Oh my god! <laughs> okay, why are you licking your lips so aggressively? Do you need some yappy stick? <laughs> I'm sucking the slobber coming out because I have my brushes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. But we did. We had our grand opening, and that was really cool. Yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> scissors. Scissors. Oh, I got to use my giant scissors. Scissors and a ribbon. Fuck yeah. We, it was really cool. So, like, we were sitting there, and all of a sudden, like, there was nobody for a while. And we're like, where is everybody? I think we were all getting nervous. And then, like, fucking 50 people walked through the door. And then we got even more nervous because there were actually people there that we mm-hmm. had to, like, communicate with. with. Yeah. Um, but it went super well. There was a really good response from our community. I got to record a commercial and be on the radio. I haven't heard it yet, but I don't listen it's to the over radio now. Oh. It was only for the like grand opening. Oh, I thought it was like an ad. Yeah, for the grand opening. But I thought like indefinitely. Oh yeah. no, no. Um, so that was cool. Like when we went sledding when it was negative ten thousand degrees outside, <laughs> I was like, I wanna see if I can hear my commercial. And like I just turned on the radio and it was right fucking there. 
like from the very beginning. And Avery still is like, do you remember that time I heard you on the radio? That was so cool. Um, but yeah, so the grand opening went really well. We got to cut a ribbon. I have a little piece of the ribbon in my office that I think I'm either going to frame or just like hang up on my wall. Mm -hmm. And Avery got to cut the ribbon. Mm -hmm. And then this sweet, sweet gentleman was like, should we do it again so all the kids can have a turn? And everything inside of me died. You're like, no. <laughs> I was like, fuck. So that was a lot of kids. Mm -hmm. But we did. We had a really good response, really good turnout. Um, had some snacks, some drinks, non-alcoholic drinks, of course. But, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it was good. It was, it's been a long week because the office has been open till 8 p.m. And then with yeah. the grand opening that you guys had. We were there pretty late too. Yeah. Just, just been late. Yeah. I kind of forgot we were open that late. Mm -hmm. It feels pretty surreal. We had a pretty intense tragedy in our community. So our office just left our doors open in case anyone needed emergency sessions and mm -hmm. or if they just needed a place to come and hang. Yeah. Which, so So yeah, we're we're burnt out, tired. Yeah. Sleepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, oh, I also, I have another complaint. Back to complaint corner. Reverse. So we are going to Vegas for my birthday. <laughs> no, you're not. About, I don't know. Ooh. That's pepper. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. I thought it was Kim. No, it's pepper. She sits in her litter box and hits the door. Oh, okay. Um, if it is Kim, she needs to knock louder. <laughs> Such a little bitch knock. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Um, Hello. Hello. <laughs> we are supposed to go to Vegas for my birthday. And about, I don't, I literally don't know, maybe like 10 months ago, I got a letter in the mail saying that I'm on jury duty. Um, and then I was like, okay, fine, whatever. And then I got a letter this week saying, oh, okay, this is when we need you. And it was on the day that we are leaving for a three-day trial. Yikes. So it's the day that we're leaving to the day that we come back. And I'm like, no, not fucking happening. So I'm going to try and go to the courthouse today and figure out, um, or not today, tomorrow, and figure out if I can get out of it. And if not, we have to fucking, I'm going to be in contempt of fucking court if I don't go. Yep. So cheers to that. Tastes just like a pop. So yeah, um, that's been kind of our um week. So it's been interesting. So um yeah, that's my other complaint. And then um let's see, what else do we have going on? I think that's really it, isn't it? I don't know. There's got to be more. Does there got to be? Do we really have? Do, does there? What need to be more? Something's happening. I don't understand. Okay. I was just trying to open my stuff. Anyway, what are we talking about today? When you said this, I was, cause like, okay, we had sat here for a while, like trying to figure out what the fuck to record on. And then you said this and it was like, ding. Yeah. Like it was like perfect. What's funny is like, this is something that we talk about a lot in our personal lives, but it's never come across our radar to do it on the pod. <clears throat> right. So today we're going to talk about inner child work. Yes. So there's a lot of really good stuff on this. So like the first thing really is like exploring what it is. Okay. 
Um, so I spend a lot of time on mind, body, green, apparently. Um, and so inner child work it can also be referred to as inner child healing. So what it is, is a way to address the needs that haven't been met as children. So it kind of like it really influences our attachment style. Mm-hmm. So part of the inner child work is to go back and heal those old wounds so that you can heal maladaptive atta- attachment styles. Um, so according to clinical psychologist Trish Phillips, she says, um, we all have a younger part of ourselves that was never quite loved the right way. Um, or the way that, geez, we all have a younger part of ourselves that was never quite loved the right way or the way they needed as a child. <clears throat> Um, so it involves kind of creating a space in your subconscious and allowing those parts of yourself that aren't healed to kind of take the lead. So Mm -hmm. you really have to pull out the painful parts of yourself and address those and Mm -hmm. revisit those and in inner child work, it's called reparenting. So reparenting those parts of yourself that were not healed appropriately. Mm -hmm. So every, and I, I feel like we're focusing really heavily on like the dark side of the inner child. So I just want to like make it clear that everybody has an inner child. And yeah. I mean, like, cause you hear this often, like, Oh, this is making my inner child happy. Or this is my inner child coming out. Like when they're being like more playful or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's not like that for everybody. Um, if you've experienced neglect or trauma or other emotional pain, your inner child might seem smaller or, um, more vulnerable um, more in need of protection. Mm-hmm. And that's just not the same as everyone else's. Cause other people, um, might think back to like a lighter and carefree time. So, yeah. so what's kind of cool is inner child work is found in a lot of different kinds of therapy. A lot of the lens of inner child work goes back to trauma therapy because generally when there's inner child wounds, it comes out as an adult in forms of trauma. Mm-hmm. So it's, big and trauma work, internal family systems work, EMDR, sensory motorcycle therapy, gestalt work, art therapy, or narrative therapy. So when we talk about working on our inner child, what does that really mean? Does it mean like becoming more aware of it or healing it or? Are you asking me because you have an answer or because you're genuinely curious? Oh, I both. Oh, okay. Okay. I, well, God, I feel like I always say this when you ask me the questions, like, what does it really mean? It depends. Yeah. So if you are an individual who didn't have a lot of trauma as a child, your inner child probably doesn't need as much healing. Exactly. As individuals who experience significant amount of trauma. So Mm -hmm. depending on how you grew up is going to depend on what kind of inner child work you need to do, whether Mm -hmm. it's building on a positive sense of inner child or repairing what was damaged. Right. So I think, um, and going back to like, you have the people who struggle with their inner child and the ones who don't. Um, I think the people who do struggle with their inner child, their go-to is to hide it. Um, and I'm on healthline.com BT dubs. Um, but hiding it really doesn't heal it. Um, cause if you hide it, I mean, it's, I'm going to get into a whole entire another discussion about entropy. So I'm trying to avoid that. Um, hiding it is a temporary fix because Later on in your adulthood, it will resurface, whether or not you think so or not. It yeah. will resurface in your adulthood, and it can show up as distress and per- distress in personal relationships, um, difficulty meeting your own needs. So working on um, healing the inner child can help us really address those key issues. So if, like, you're having um, tra- problems in your relationships or um, in making decisions about life, 
changes, jobs, career, whatever. Yeah. Um, revisiting the wounds from your inner child can probably really, really help that. That was a big part of like the work that I had to do with my eating disorder. Um, and that was something my, my school counselor in like kindergarten told my mom was like, she won't talk about this, but it's going to come back out later in mm -hmm. different ways. And sure as shit, anxiety, depression, and starvation were my methods of child healing. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's important to know that, like, as children, we're super impressionable. So we kind of absorb what's in our environments and what we're taught and how we're treated. So a lot of the inner child wounds or attachment wounds that we get come from what we observe as children. We're right. so impressionable. Our brains are still developing. We're very moldable. And so anything that you experience or anything that happens to you determines what that attachment style is going to look like, which then determines what kind of inner child development you're going to have. So that's actually an, are, are you okay with me? Oh, fine. Popping in here. This is yeah. a really good segue um, in talking about the developmental stages. So you might see your inner child as a direct representation of yourself in your early years, um, a patchwork collection of the developmental stages that you pass through or a symbol of your um, youthfulness. Um, but when we talk about the developmental stages, also keep in mind, we're going to use Eric Erickson. Yes. Um, there are other developmental theorists and other developmental theories that you can pull from. Erickson is my personal favorite. I don't mm -hmm. know who your favorite is. Um, but just keep in mind, there are other developmental theorists you can pull from. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, I'm sure we've mentioned, I mean, I know that we've definitely mentioned this before. Um, the stages of development, but we'll just go through them really quickly. So the first stage is the trust versus mistrust. And this is like, um, from when you're born to about a year in, um, and that is like when you have a sense of trust and security. Mm -hmm. So again, if you're not having your needs be met, these, um, the, I don't want to say consequences, but that's really the only word that's rolling around in my head right mm -hmm. now will come into, um, your later adulthood. The deficits. Mm, is that the word you're looking for? Maybe. That's usually what, how it was referred to when I was in developmental psychology. So, okay. Yep. Um, stage two is autonomy versus shame and doubt. So this is when you're about 18 months to like three years old. And during this stage, you're really working on developing that sense of self versus um, if there's any, now I can't think of the word. If there's any issues in this stage, um, you're going to have this sense of shame and doubt in yourself. However, mm -hmm. if you get through this stage successfully with support and encouragement and you are able to explore and figure out who you are, you tend to have more of a sense of autonomy. Yeah. The third stage, um, initiative versus guilt. So this is really around three to five years old, which is right around that preschool age. Um, right here, we're looking at like your self-confidence and your ability to take the initiative or make decisions. Stage four is about five to 12 years old. And this is industry versus inferiority. So at this point, it's kind of like the school, beginning school age years, beginning adolescence, and you're kind of learning how to interact with your peers. And so at this stage, you're developing feelings of pride and accomplishment if they're achieved successfully. Next, um, we've got 12 to 18 years old, and this is the identity versus confusion stage. Um, this is when you have a strong sense of your identity or lack thereof and a clear picture of your future. Um, next stage is when you're 18 to 40 and that's intimacy versus isolation. At this point in your life, you should be engaging in more intimate, more meaningful relationships than in your younger years. Um, and if you don't engage in those relationships or you struggle with your mental health or you have any deficits in the prior stages, you might 
um, be more inclined to isolate rather than engage in intimate relationships. Right. About 40 to 65 years old. Um, generativity versus stagnation. So this is like your desire to give to family and community and to succeed at work. So um, and this stage and the stage before and then the state, the following stages is where we're looking at where those um, those deficits are coming to, um, to light from those earlier years. And then we have one more stage. Then I have two things to say about this. Go on. Okay. <laughs> oh, we forgot to talk about TikTok. Uh, okay. Um, stage, the final stage is over 65. So that's like 65 to death. Mm -hmm. And this is where you're looking at integrity versus despair. At this point in your life, you've probably accomplished the most of the things you're going to accomplish. And so it's kind of that reflection back on your life and determining if you're happy with the way you lived, you tend to have that feeling of integrity or there's the regret and the despair of like, what if I had done this? What if I had done that? What if I had done this? Right. So those are the developmental stages. Any deficits in any of the stages can really hinder growth development and they can also influence your inner child. So I saw a TikTok this morning. Time out. These taste like pop, but they also make you burp like you're drinking soda. Yeah. It's aggressive. Anyway, TikTok. Saw TikTok this morning and it fucked me up. <laughs> Uh-oh. And I might say it and you're going to be like, yeah, idiot. Or you're going to also be like, oh, fuck. Yikes. So this girl was like. When I say you need to heal your inner child, think further down than your five-year-old. She's like, what about your 17-year-old? What do you mean? Like the child you were when you were 17. Like what about oh, yeah. what about healing that child rather than the child who was in kindergarten? Yeah. Oh. She said that and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> some people think like inner child you think child 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 you mm -hmm. forget that 17 18 you're still a fucking kid right because at that age you're like i know everything i'm untouchable i'm invincible and so you don't really realize that the trauma that you endure at that age is just as significant mm -hmm. if not more so because you have memory right versus what happened when you're four or five years old well then we're also looking at brain development too but yeah. um yeah, because whenever I've, you know, done um, healing inner child work or anything like that, I've always focused primarily because, I mean, fuck, I was fucked up when I was that young, too, you know? And so I was like, oh, poor little first grader Emily didn't get this or this or this or this. Yeah. Um, and it's coming out in these ways. But and then I look at some other things that, like, I deal with and I'm like, how does this relate to my inner child, like, whatsoever? And then I saw that this morning and I was like. Yeah. Oh God, I feel like I'm gonna fucking puke. You're like gross. I was like, no shit. I've been neglecting my Emily from like sophomore year of high school to maybe my sophomore year of college without even fucking realizing it. Yeah. Now the second thing I have to say, oh fuck, I forgot. <laughs> Go on. Okay. So let's talk about why why this is important. Why are we talking about it? And I. I always like to discuss this part because sometimes Emily and I are like, this is so important. Mm -hmm. And then we don't tell you why it's important. Um, so why is it important to heal your inner child? As adults, we walk around carrying our childhood wounds, whether it's complex trauma or it's neglect or it's somebody was mean to me on the playground. We carry this stuff around and we internalize it because that's what we're supposed to do. That's what we're socialized to do. Healing our inner child reminds us that we're not wrong. We're not 
bad. We don't have shame. So we have to go back to those prior developmental stages and we have to fix the stages where we struggled. By healing our inner child, we have that sense of safety and security that we craved when we were younger, mm-hmm. whether that younger was five years old or 17 years old. We then can heal that for ourselves and it's very empowering and it gives us that sense of there was nothing wrong with me. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything wrong. You know, like I maybe I maybe made this mistake or this happened to me, but I'm not determined by those choices. Um, on the other hand, while we avoid addressing them, um, they transform into destructive behaviors. Mm-hmm. So that's workaholics, um, having alcoholism, maybe struggling with racist, racist viewpoints. You know, it'll come out in those ways. Like I said, my school counselor in fifth grade or fifth grade in kindergarten was like, this will come out somehow behaviorally. Like mm-hmm. this is going to come back. It's not just gone. Um, and it, it did. It's impacted every relationship I've ever had. Um, all of my trauma, not just once one, but like, if I look back at my trauma, it really influenced my entire persona. Right. And I think that's something we don't think about a lot. It's like, Oh, it was just something that happened to me, but it, it completely shapes who you are. Mm -hmm. So if you don't go back and address those things, then you just hinder your own growth. Mm -hmm. What was the other thing you wanted to say? Dude, I can't fucking remember. I had something to do with something related to what I was saying before, but I, nothing. Okay. There's nothing in there rattling around. Do you want to read this with me? Sure. So these are signs and symptoms that will connect back to the original wound saying like you might need to do some inner child work. Oh, yikes. Oh, God. Oh, man. I am. Do you feel triggered? I'm looking at all of them and I'm like, (laughs) me, 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 me. Yep. Okay. Um, Feeling reactive. Can I just say I'm very proud of myself lately? I made a comment today to Ross. Um, cause we were talking about like what I was going to say to a really shitty email. And, um, he was like, well, what are you going to say? And I just was like, I need a, I need a beat. Like I need to run so that I'm not just being reactive so I can fully think through mm-hmm. what I'm going to say. And that's how I know I healed that trauma mm-hmm. is that I was able to step back from something that I normally would have just reacted to defensive. Like your walls are going whoop. Yep. And I was like, I'm going to take a minute before I respond to that so that I re I respond and I don't react. Yeah. Anyway, good job. Thanks. Next. Overvaluing independence. That is you. (laughs) I did it by myself. I don't need your help. You know what? I don't need anybody. I'm going to say this before Kim comes so that I don't get (laughs) in trouble for talking about her on the pod. Does she listen? I don't know. Well, you're in trouble anyway. Um, Make that bitch listen. Today we're talking about a potential relationship that might... um, bloom blossom if you will um it would be long distance and i'm like are would you be okay with that and she goes yeah i fucking want a long distance (laughs) she's like you know how i get with my space and like that is the honest truth like she's very her space is her space yeah anyways that's just what i yeah independence okay next one um destructive coping behaviors so chelsea's eating disorder i wasn't sure where you were going with that as i was looking like alcohol shopping cheating gambling food <laughs> i was like what are you saying no i mean if we're gonna use that as an example throughout this episode then yeah that was my destructive way of coping with my inner child wounds i just didn't eat yep um the next one poor emotional and mental health coming up in a multitude of ways right depression lack of motivation procrastination um, avoidance, 
not wanting to have sex or having more wanting more sex than normal. <gasps> I remember what I was gonna say. Sex. That's what triggered it. Okay, go. Let's finish this. I will remember. Don't forget sleep difficulties, weight gain or loss, loss of productivity, anxiety, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Go. Um, sex. Okay, this list will continue, but I remember my second. No, that thought. was the end of the list. It's the oh no, she's right. Go ahead. The other day, this is like this topic is just so fucking perfect for us right now. The other day, I was laying in bed and I was just I was thinking about the work that we do. I was thinking about us being at the office all night. I was thinking about um, all of the programs that we provide because I had recently reconnected with a good friend from high school and she is working literally the same stuff we are right now, like um, community support, all of all crisis response, but in Lincoln. Oh my God. Where there are far more resources. Like bitch, when I fucking tell you, um, like we were talking about our programs and everything. Um, she goes, yeah, we have this and we have community support and this and this and this and SOARS. I was like, oh, what SOARS? Because in my head, I'm like, I want youth, that. youth, youth. And, um, oh. And so I was like, what is SOARS? And she goes, oh, that's our program that we use when we help people sign up for um, disability and housing. Oh, wouldn't that be fucking nice? And I was like, what? I was Why like, did you just scream that into the microphone? I was like, you have a program for that specifically? Here, Kim. There's a chair. Okay. We like, have a guest on our podcast now. <laughs> I don't think she'll talk. Um, you have a program oh, for God, that. Sorry. Wait, hold on. Oh, my I God. To... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You just keep speaking. We have a program for that specifically when we just do that in community support plus everything else. And she's like, oh, yeah, we simply like there would not be time to do that when with all the other shit we do in community support. Oh, no shit. And I'm like, oh, my God. You should have been like, no, no, no. There's time. There's time. We make it, bitch. No collateral. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just like astounded at like the resources that they have there. So um, on top of that conversation and like thinking about um, the tragedy that our community recently faced i'm just like if i would have had when i was a kid slash teen if i would have had the resources and the services that we provide to the youth today and in, in our location mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i most certainly 1015 percent would not be doing the work that i'm doing right now like what the fuck well i might i don't know i might have been like motivated by the person who was helping me or whatever but it wouldn't you wouldn't have the same personality no like i had to fix your inner child wounds before i you were a fucking adult trying to do it by yourself exactly i figured out all of this shit on my own i didn't do the shit that you know i didn't i didn't have the the resources and the services and the professionals helping me mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as i am to the youth today which like, and I, I was telling Chelsea, I was telling our coven group chat this. I was like, this makes me both want to happy cry and vomit out of sadness at the same exact time. Yeah. I don't know. I never look back on like the things that happened to me. It's like, oh, this is so devastating. One, because I'm hyper independent. I hate pity. So whenever anybody's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, Bleh. but <laughs> realistically, yeah. like I... I used every shitty thing that happened to me as like a stepping stone to get to where I am. And so it's hard to look back and feel bad about those things. Like, right. Would I take back everything shitty that happened to me? Yes. Mm -hmm. But it's hard to look back on that and be like, Oh, 
no, I wish that had never happened because I don't know a life without those things that have happened to me. Exactly. And that was a, that's, um, I'm pulling up our messages right now. Cause I feel like I also made a comment such as that, but right now I don't even know. Um, the fact that you're going to try to find it right now makes me sick. Okay. I said, but what I take back, <laughs> what are you looking at? Oh, the cat. I said, the cat is down there about to attack Kim's legs. But what I take back not having um, all those things, if it meant not doing what I do, I don't think so. I honestly don't. Hmm. Um, it's just weird to think about if I would have had those services, I don't think I'd be here providing them. And also the fact that I wouldn't have, the, the fact that I wouldn't take any of that back is just mind blowing to me. Yeah. Um, but I think it also like you've already survived it. Right. So you know that you can survive it. So going back and be like, yeah, I, I fucking did. I could do it again. Right. So that was that. Okay. Another sign you need to heal your inner child. This one's yours. Um, repeating patterns in your relationships. Ew. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel attacked right now. Yikes. People with attachment wounds tend to unconsciously recreate attachment patterns they have experienced as a child in their adult relationships. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, so you mean I never mind. <laughs> I was going to say, traditionally, I date men who are non existent. Okay. Yikes. Was that a dead dad joke? Was that a dead dad joke? It was kind of. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Let's talk about how to, oh wait. How, how to, to connect with your inner child. Go. Okay. I'm, I'm at how to heal, how to acknowledge at least. I think that's kind of the same thing. Okay. <laughs> Fuck off, Emily. I want a new friend. This one sucks. She's broken. Um, Listen to what your inner child has to say. Hello. <laughs> you, okay? you good? You good? No. Um, what else do I got? Write a letter. Um, bring back the joys of childhood, leaving that door open. Um, I also have, I have a picture. Things your inner child might need to hear. Ready? You want to take no. turns? You read that one because I'll probably cry. I have two other ones. I have like the tra traditional inner child wounds and like how to reparent your inner child. Okay. Things your inner child might need to hear. Wait, time out. Oh, Jesus. Let's do the wounds first so then people can identify their wound and then acknowledge the things that their inner child needs to hear based on their wound. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so the first one I have is the guilt wound. So it's chronically like feeling sorry or bad. Um, have a, has a really hard time asking for things, uses guilt to manipulate people, might struggle with boundary setting, normally attracts people who make them feel guilty. Attacks. You know, they, like ninja style. <laughs> I'm going to attack you if you make me feel guilty. <laughs> Don't make me feel guilty. That's the guilt wound. Um, the abandonment wound. I think this is my issue. Um, feeling left out. Fears being left. Oh, fuck. I did something. Oh, my God. Oh, shit, bitch. Here. I got it. I got it. Um, feels left out. Fears being left. Hates being alone, which is not true because I really enjoy being alone. Maybe this isn't me. Codependent. That's also not me. Okay, but I think it's you're it's you're on this side of the spectrum or this one. And this one is this this is okay. Yeah. Look at what? This is okay. Yeah. Not okay. Hey. Hey. <laughs> this is where you're at. This Are you on the other side? <laughs> this is why we're friends. Yeah. I'm super independent. You're super codependent. So we're just like, this is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yes. A moon. Uh threatens to leave, normally attracts emotionally unavailable people. Mm. The trust wound. Afraid of being hurt. They usually don't trust themselves. They find reasons and ways not to trust others. 
They might feel insecure and need lots of external validation. Um, they normally attract people who don't feel safe. And then there's the neglect wound. It's the individuals who struggle to let things go, pretty low self-worth, easily angered, struggling to say no, emotional repression, yada, yada, yada. Okay. There was the end of that one. Emily, it's your turn. I think Pepper and I are going to fight. Why is she so mad at you? Because she was playing with the toy and I kept staring at her. (laughs) (laughs) I kept staring at her and I flipped her off and then she did this and like started like creeping towards me. She's like, I'll fight you. Um, Okay. Things your inner child might need to hear. Buckle up, bitches. Yikes. It is not your fault when other people are in bad moods. Disagree. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you really could piss someone off. That's me. I'm like, you mad? It's my fault. It's my, I did that. Um, you are worthy of everything good. It's okay to feel. You are not alone. You are a good person. And you are worth protecting. You are beautiful and loved. What happened to you is not your fault. Fuck. Okay. So how do you reparent your inner child if you have any of those self-deprecating thoughts? Releasing the blame. Um, the behavior of parents and others who inflicted the wounds on you is not your responsibility. So meditation, prayer, journaling, tarot cards, like whatever your mode of healing with stuff is, um, and letting go of that blame. That's the first step. Self-care, um, asking yourself, is this action harmful or helpful to who I want to be? The affirmation, I am my own responsibility and play. Find play wherever you can. Play heels. Is that it? That's it. I've got a picture and I wish this is such, I like this piece. I don't have an author. Yeah. So. So It says connect to your inner child by Ascendify. I don't know. What? Ascendify. (laughs) Ascendify. Yeah. Okay. Nurture your inner child. If you have a ban- if you have an abandoned or wounded inner-, inner child, he or she may be acting out in a place of pain. It is important to love and nurture your inner child. You can say loving affirmations to yourself every day, such as I am safe, I am loved, I am protected, my needs and feelings are valid, I deserve happiness, I am in control of my feelings. <laughs> I decide how I feel regardless of others' outbursts and actions. Why are you pointing at me? I'm just, I'm, I feel like you attract outbursts and actions. Am I the outburst? I don't believe so. <laughs> okay. Um, no one can inflict anything on me that I cannot handle. Yeah. You may have other thoughts that go directly against these affirmations, but with time, you will begin to choose the affirmations over this negative self-talk and therefore start to act from a place Go back. I want to complain about one of those. Mm-hmm. Pisses me off. Okay. Um, of the affirmations? Yeah, it pisses me off. No one can inflict anything on me that I cannot handle. That one makes me mad. Why? Because I just feel like it's like, it's almost like victim blaming. Like Mm -hmm. I have to handle the shit that people do to me, even when it's not my fault, even when I don't ask for it. Like, it's like, no one can give you anything you can't handle. Well, I don't fucking want it. I didn't ask for it. Why should I have to handle it at all? Whether or not I can handle it. Yeah. Like I didn't ask for it. So there's like, there's a TikTok. This is sounds silly but it's it's really powerful it's like um your trauma made me made you strong mm-hmm. okay but i was a child 
yeah, I didn't need to be made strong that way. Right. And so that's kind of what makes me think of was like, fuck you. I didn't want to handle that. So one thing I want to make sure we talk about is shadow work because <laughs> I think that's like, it's, it's an integral part to healing the inner, inner child, in, in, inner child. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like anal. <laughs> Let's heal your anal child now. Okay. I have a shadow workbook that I love, and I know I've talked about it before on here, but it's called The Lumineer. That's all. Found it on TikTok. There's So there's a bunch of them. If you get on, like, if you want the TikTok one, do that. There's a bunch on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I like the ones that are guided. You can also just get one that has, like, random journal prompts in the front, and then it's just a blank journal. Mm-hmm. That gives me anxiety because it's too open, and it's not directed. And if I'm going to be healing. You have to tell me what to do. Yeah, if I'm going to be healing some shit, I need some direction. Like, yeah, don't make me do it. Don't let own. me free ball that because we won't go anywhere. Yeah. Um, so in terms of analytical psychology, shadows, it's so good. Um, so if we look at analytical psychology, the term shadow really views like the unconscious parts of yourself that you hide away that you don't want people to see. So it's like the dark, dirty trauma. However, like like a shadow always follow you. It's deep, right? Yeah. Good one. I hate you. Shadow work is the process of exploring your inner darkness or your shadow self. So it uncovers every part of you that you've disowned, that you've repressed, that you've rejected, that you've said, like, these parts of me are gross and I don't like them. You have to shine light on the shadows in order to become enlightened and to become your full authentic self because they are part of who you are. So that shadow work is saying, like, because you are me, I am you. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Um, Do we all have a shadow? Short answer is yes. The shadow itself and the idea of shadow work was framed by Carl Jung. Um, So the ways that you can start looking at shadow work and inner child healing is tapping into your intuition. So thinking about what have I tucked away? What have I hidden away? What are those things that make me feel gross and addressing those? So when someone's behavior triggers you, what's something that triggers you? No, God, why are you doing this? (laughs) Um, I don't know Kim well enough to call her out on the podcast yet. <laughs> That's why. Gosh, <laughs> you, you ask me this and I have so many answers rolling around in my What's head. What's the first one that, go. Lying. That was mine. Okay, bestie. Okay, so lying triggers you. Why? Oh. What is it about lying that makes you uncomfortable? Um, because I know, well, I know now, I don't acknowledge it, that all not all lies are bad but all lies that have inflicted onto me have been painful and bad mm-hmm. and surrounding me and my family yeah yeah yep. but also when have you lied <sighs> to keep myself safe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's, it's going back and it's reflecting on like what is it about other people that bothers me and why is that a trigger for me mm-hmm. here you go you can read the next one i really didn't like the quote so i'm redoing the quote which one was it you're on that one freeing yourself from the unconscious shadow so when we're operating at our unconscious level our shadow effectively controls us so while yes facing our shadow is hard work it's also incredibly freeing yes empowering yourself and accepting your strengths interesting interestingly enough if you have low self-esteem they do put a few good things in their shadow and they hide those things so if you have low self-esteem you tend to put your good things in the shadow because that negative self-talk is so much louder than the positive self-talk. So allowing yourself to acknowledge your strengths and talk about them and bring them forward can help you. 
So when you're doing shadow work, don't forget to watch out for triggers. Everything that irritates us about others can lead to an understanding of ourselves. So if you're doing this work, you have to become aware of those triggers and be able to process through why it bothers you. Um, give yourself grace. You're going to fuck up. There's going to be times where like you're not, you don't do well and you react instead of respond. Um, examine your family tree. So they talk about looking at more of like the psychological side and examining that piece and making sure that there's nothing that runs in your family that's influencing you and confronting your shadow. That's where I'm at. And it's really gross. I'm not even listening anymore. I'm, would you like to just wing a quote or you're an asshole? I know. Um, so confronting your shadow. So it's kind of like I did a shadow meditation and it was really fucking terrible. Mm. It's terrible because you have to face like all that nasty shit. Mm. That's it. Okay. That's shadow work. That's and inner child work. Your inner child. I it's really... a bitch. It's hard. Yeah. It is hard work and it's not to be taken lightly. So it's one of the things that like I always tell my clients, make sure you're in a place to where you can process really traumatic things. Right. And things will get worse before they get better because you will uncover a lot of bullshit. Do you want to pick the quote? Did you not pick one? No, I have like four, but I want to make sure it's a good one. Read them all. Okay. And then I'll pick the best one. Okay. Ready? Quote yeah. number one is by. I thought you said is Bob and I was like, that's not nice. Mar- <laughs> I should have looked for a Bob Saget quote. I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah, a little. Marianne Williamson. The wound is not my fault, but the healing is my responsibility. Next. Healing generational trauma. This is um unknown. I couldn't heal because I kept pretending I wasn't hurt. Okay. You didn't have to attack me like that. And this is Emery Lord. My dark days made me strong or maybe I was already strong and they made me prove it. Can we end with a different one? Because again, that one makes, I don't like, I don't like that one. I don't know what you want from me. You told me to Not read that one. and I did. That one sucks. I did. Do you have a poetry book? Yeah. To a random page? Oh, no. I took them all to the office. All of them? Well, all of my new ones, and then I gifted them. So that's what I do with my poetry books. It's like, I read through them once, and I know I'll never read them again. So then I gift them. You have one of my old ones. Which one? The princess saves herself in this one. I gave it back to you because I didn't like the author. I don't know where it's at. Oh, okay. So I have it? Yeah, probably. Well, we can look here in a minute. It's entirely possible. Um. Okay. 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 Ready? Uh, now. The blue one. Ew, okay. Samantha Matthews. I deserve better. I deserve to be loved wildly, passionately, deeply. I deserve to be known and accepted and appreciated. That's not something you're capable of. <laughs> I feel like we should do a different one. Oh my gosh. This is rough. Thanks. Okay. 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 Talk about something. Can, Anything. Ken. Ken is here. Hi, Ken. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Tell us your name. I'm Kim. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what? Everybody fuck off and just let me find this because this is my fault. <laughs> that quote felt gross. It was another one that was like, well, maybe I'm strong, but I had to prove it. No, I fucking don't. I dislike it. Okay. Well, the only thing that's coming up when I type in Bob, Bob Saget quotes is um, Michelle from Full House saying, you're in big trouble, mister. Oh, well, ooh. Thanks. <laughs> you got in a business with me. 
shit off. Make sure you water yourself and your inner child. Goodbye. Goodbye.